This is NEPM's Valley Voices Summer Shorts Podcast. I'm Bryn, and this is my story, Freshly Lit Cigarette. I chose this story because it's hard, and normally my storytelling is focused on something that's comedic. Even if it's a traumatic story, I normally share it in a comedy-filled way. So this is the first time, really ever, that I've shared a story that wasn't comedic. So it was hard. The idea of pulling that layer back was a challenge, and also the idea of telling a story that really up to this point I had never shared with anyone, even those who are close to me. It's also, at this point, a bit poetic, because at the time when it was recorded, my dad was cancer-free. Today, he is recently diagnosed with cancer again. This will be one of many bouts of cancer since that initial prognosis. And so it's making that story even more meaningful in its newness and relevance at this point in our lives. While I didn't necessarily have direct input from those who were audience members at the time, I could tell based on the nodding the active listening, and for some audience members, some tears, that my story, while unique to me and my parents and my family, is not unique to many in that they have themselves either fought cancer or have been a member of a support team and having to provide care in some capacity. And so while I know that the story was challenging, It's an important one to share. Thank you for taking the time to listen. Sometimes all it takes is a smell, a familiar odor for every part of a memory to come back to the surface. For me, that's cigarette smoke. But not just any cigarette smoke, but the smell of a freshly lit cigarette. Every time I smell it, I'm back to when I was 11 years old. My dad and I have always had similar sleeping patterns, which is really meaning neither one of us sleep very much at all. Up late at night and awake before the sun will come through the window, that has always been our pattern. At least he had an excuse. He was a high school English teacher. So in the evenings, he would be grading papers. I'd be curled up next to him. Spoiler alert, sometimes I would grade his papers. I was 11. (laughs) And I would also be up early in the morning, like him. He would spend some time before even I got up and just (sighs) savor the silence before the craziness of a school day. I would get up, wrestle for my slippers, creep into the living room, and I would see it in the far right corner, a freshly lit cigarette, that orange glow. I would curl up next to him, and we would sit, never saying a word, just savoring the silence. One day, I walked into the living room, and the light was gone. There was no freshly lit cigarette. 
I sat next to him, and we both felt a weight, we felt a difference, but neither one of us said a word. The next part of this happened somewhere in the small apartment, but I don't remember exactly where. It could have been on the slightly crooked kitchen table, our apartment was lopsided. It could have also been in this just a little bit too patterned living room, doesn't really matter. He sat and he tried to make eye contact, but it landed over here. And he said, Bryn, I have cancer. They don't know if I'm gonna make it. No opportunity for questions, no opportunity for conversation. It was just a statement of fact. Bryn, I have cancer. They don't know if I'm gonna make it. A couple evenings later, I could feel him before I could see him. In the bedroom, late at night, as he half sat, half leaned against the corner of my bed. I knew somehow that he needed to believe that I was sleeping and I kept that secret. And in the silver gray moonlight, I could see my dad cry for the first time. The next pieces happened quickly, but also in a really long window at the same exact time. He lost his color. That's the first thing that I noticed. He's always been this rich, almost chestnut brown. He's Portuguese, he's, he's always been tan. And when he started his chemo and radiation, he became this ashen gray. I, I don't know how else to describe it. They took his lung, he had chemo and radiation. And I remember so vividly on his left-hand side, the scar was a smiley face, a little lopsided, but a smiley face. And as an 11-year-old, I thought that was the coolest scar. It's still kind of badass. And I would ask him to lift his shirt and show me his scar every single day. Looking back, he was probably in a lot of pain, physical pain, mental pain, being tired. But he indulged me every single time and would show me his slightly crooked, smiley face scar. It took a really long time. I remember curling up on the side of his bed, kind of like when he had sat on mine, and we just spent time together. And ultimately, eventually, his color came back. And that's when I knew he was on the other end and everything was going to be okay. That was Bryn Knoll with her story, Freshly Lit Cigarette. I'm Vanessa Cirillo, host of the Valley Voices podcast from New England Public Media. We also produce Beacon Hill in Five, a summary of the latest legislative news from the Massachusetts state government to start your week well-informed. You can subscribe to Beacon Hill in Five and all of NEPM's podcasts at nepm.org podcasts. See you next week for another Valley Voices Summer Shorts.